Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Feather. My guest today is Steve Rothberg, the founder of CollegeRecruiter.com. He's been in this business a long time, so it's always interesting to get his take on different moves companies make to keep up with changing markets. Today, we're going to talk about job board pricing. Specifically, which is more effective, cost per click or cost per application? That's what we'll get into on this edition of People Tech. Steve, welcome. Hey, Mark, it is wonderful to be with you, dot, 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 again. Again. <laughs> Last week, Steve and I attempted to record this podcast, and we did it very well. And we were talking a lot about cost per application in the job board world. As soon as we hung up, Indeed announced that they were eliminating their program with CPA and are going to go back to a more traditional CPC model. So we're going to talk about all of that right now on this edition of People Tech. Steve, welcome back. Hey, Mark. I, I think without a doubt, that conversation that we had last week, it was some of our finest work. And it's just a shame that only you and I will be able to judge that. Yeah, it, it's it's true. If if we have a lot of people <laughs> expressing interest, we can always post it, you know, in, in black and white or something so people know that it's sort of <laughs> out of date, but, but, you know, why don't, why don't you lay the table for us? I mean, these different approaches to pricing and then indeed suddenly walking away from CPA, what, what's it all about? Yeah. So, you know, at a really high level, literally for hundreds of years, recruitment advertising was done on a traditional duration basis. You bought a, um, when there were job boards, um, depending on the definition, starting late 80s, early 90s, an online job posting right, might run for 30 days, might cost you $200. Before that, newspapers, magazines, posters hammered up to the, you know, the, the tree in the town, town square, whatever. But that model was basically all the same. The employer took the entire risk of the ad working or not working. They paid a fee, whether they got an application or a hundred applications or none, whether they hired somebody, whether they didn't hire somebody. About 15 years ago, Indeed took a bit of a play out of the playbook that Google had popularized. Um, Indeed started to offer cost per click advertising, where when the candidate went to your job posting ad on Indeed and clicked to go to Indeed's application page, or if you had them candidate going to your ATS, the candidate would go to your ATS, they charged you for that click. Whether or not the candidate applied, whether or not you hired somebody, that was the model. And it was becoming increasingly popular in certain markets in the world. The US definitely, by some measures, a majority of the online recruitment advertising is now cost per click. By some measures, roughly a third, kind of depends on how you define it. Um, close behind Canada and the UK, and then the European Union um, has started to really see a little bit of traction in that direction. And then roughly a year ago, I think it was September 2022, Indeed made a pretty massive announcement that it was um, going to be um, sunsetting, getting rid of its cost per click option in favor of what they call a paper application model. So candidate applies to your posting on the Indeed website, 
or they go over to your ATS if there's an integration um, between your ATS and Indeed, and they apply there. And then you might pay them $25, $35, $50. Just depends on the the market, the kind of role. And then they met some blowback from that. Um, Different reasons, but, you know, I suspect, Mark, that you probably agree with me. It, It, they didn't give enough time for the market to adapt. A lot of employers had to do a lot of educating. What's how do you buy applic- um, job postings on a cost per application basis? How do you know how much you should pay? What your budget should be? There was a lot of, of devil in the details. So they kind of retreated a little bit um, in early 2023 and allowed employers to buy on a per application basis or continue to advertise the way they had been. And then about a week ago, week and a half ago, they retreated a little bit more. And they said, you know what? Um, on second thought, we're going to just kill the paper application product altogether. And we'll still charge you per click if you want the candidate to go to your website, but we're not going to track if they have, if they're applying or not. We're gonna, not going to charge you for those applications. 100 clicks might turn into no applications, might turn into 90 applications, and you're just going to pay per click. So it's been a bit of a wild ride. Um, over this last little over a year um, with Indeed and its pricing model. I do think in the long run, they're going to knock this out of the park. But it doesn't mean that they are hitting every ball as, you know, to be as they're not, not every pitch being thrown at them right now is turning into a home run, but, they, but they're going to make this work. See, what, what do you think prompted this change? The, the most recent change were indeed just announced that as of December 18th, that they're not going to be selling postings on a cost per application basis anymore. The reason that they gave was essentially that it was too difficult for their SMB, small and medium-sized business customers to understand. That makes sense to me. Um, at College Recruiter, we sell on a traditional duration basis, super easy for every employer to understand. We sell on a cost per click basis. There are some employers that just are not sophisticated enough to use that. They might not have the tools in place to use that. And since July, we've also been selling um, pretty formal on a pretty formalized basis on a cost per application basis. Very few of our customers, which skew large, sophisticated, very few of them are ready for it. So when Indeed says that a lot of their customers were not ready for cost per application, I'm like, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Um, absolutely. It is It is a very, very different way of looking at what you're buying as an employer or some kind of other advertiser and knowing whether that makes sense or not. Um, their job posting volume just in 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 sheer numbers of postings were down by about 50% from 2023 to 2020, 2022 to 2023. And I think their revenues were down something like 25%, 30%, some, something in that range. So it was a financial decision. I think from our perspective, one of the things that we did differently, not because we were smarter, but I think that our customer makeup was different enough that we didn't have to go in the direction that Indeed did. And and one of the things that they did that I think adds a lot of complexity is that 
they made it a policy that if you as an employer received an application that you felt was of low quality, that the candidates from overseas, for example, or it's just obviously written by an AI bot, you could return that application within 72 hours and get a refund. So you wouldn't have to pay for applications that you felt were unqualified. That was a customer decision by Indeed to allow that. But they also made it more complicated for the customer because now the customer feels compelled to look at every application, decide within 72 hours, is it qualified, is it not qualified, figure out how to return it, build all of that into their pricing. If we get 50 applications and 40 of them are quality, what should we pay for those? We decided to take a simpler approach and just charge less per application, knowing that some of the applications were going to be of lower quality. And, and I think I suspect that when Indeed rolls this out again, and I have no doubt they will, whether it's 2024 or 2025, we'll be back again talking about how they've returned to cost per application. I think they're going to make it simpler. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times your experience as a college recruiter. Could you give us some background on that? What what did you do and why did you do it? Yeah, so in... Um, and I won't go way into the weeds in, in, into the sort of the history, but the context I think is helpful. In 2014, um, so almost a decade ago now, we had two of our larger employer customers. One was a big gig, upon, gig economy employer. They hire probably hundreds of thousands of gig workers a year. And another one was a big insurance company. And they came to us. We didn't go to them. And they both basically said within about a week or two of each other, if we were to pay you four times as much money, could you deliver four times as many candidates to us? And so when we thought about it and was like, how can we do this where we're still making money, but we can greatly increase the candidate flow. For one of them, we introduced a cost per click product. And the other one, it was a cost per application product. And the only reason we did cost per click for one and cost per application for the other is the first one, we were sending the candidates to the employer's website. The second one, the candidates were applying on ours. And so the that second one, we could more easily track how many people applied in a month, you know, X number of applications, Y dollars per application. So it was pretty simple. Fast forward um, about a decade. And most of our customers now, virtually all of them were paying on a cost per click basis. We had almost no customers paying on a cost per application basis, but we could see that it was a small number, but rapidly growing around this time last year, um, sort of late 2022. So we started to build some tech that would allow us to scale up that cost per application basis. It wouldn't be so manual. We could automatically turn off postings once a certain number of applications was reached, stuff like that. And we rolled it out at the beginning of July, 2023. And within a week, we had to hit the pause button. So not unlike what Indeed just did. The reason we hit the pause button is that we found that we were spending more money driving candidates to those cost per application application postings than we were making in revenue from those employers. 
Now, if you're a little San Francisco startup and you've got a bunch of venture money, that's okay. But we're more of a real business where we believe that we should actually make a profit. And so we kind of hit the pause button, built some tech in July to, to get us so that we were um, um, not running in the red on those postings, relaunched in August. We took a little bit more of a conservative approach in August and just sort of stuck our toe into that water to make sure that it wasn't too hot. And lo and behold, worked out pretty well. August was fine. We ramped up in September. September was good. And by October, most of our revenues and profits were from postings where we were paid per application, not per click. It didn't really cannibalize sales too much. We had a few employers who switched over from cost per click to cost per application. But what we found was that there was this market from employers that only wanted to buy per application. And so now we were one, another source that they could that they could use. Um, they were already starting to buy that way through Indeed and they liked it and they were looking for alternatives. They were looking for other media partners in addition to Indeed where they could buy per application. So they were continuing to buy from Indeed and now also us. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Indeed um, when they can't buy applications from Indeed anymore, which is just days away, because I think a lot of those employers are going to continue to want to buy per application, but they're going to do that through us and, and through other sites, I would think, I would hope. You mentioned that during your pause, you added some technologies of code yeah. to refine your product, essentially. What what did that code do? Uh, yeah. So... One of the things that um, we were not, we, what we were doing on a very manual basis was looking at a posting or a campaign, which is usually like one employer or a, maybe an RPO or recruitment process outsourcing organization where we're getting postings from a variety of employers. But we would look at each campaign and basically say, um, if we're if we're getting um, $25 per application, and it takes us 10 clicks on average to get enough candidates to that posting that one applies, then we need to pay no more than $2.50 per application, 25 bucks per posting divided by 10. Better yet, if we were paying, say, a dollar or 50 cents, now we're going to have some profitability built in there. What we were not doing in an automated way was looking to see how many clicks we were actually sending to those postings. So we were sort of making projections, but we didn't have any automation in place to stop spending on a posting or even on a whole campaign if our estimates were off. We thought that we could keep up with it on a manual basis, better understand the rules that we needed to have in place and how fast those rules needed to kick in, what the what the tipping point would be. You know, do you get to 25 clicks without an application before you stop driving traffic to a posting? So we were doing that pretty manually. And it was just it was just too much for, for people to do. They couldn't look at enough data quickly enough and make those decisions. So when we hit the pause button, we basically spent a few weeks automating that. Um, 
Mark, one of the real difficulties is that every market, um, you know, St. Louis is different than Houston, is different than San Francisco, is different than Brussels. So you can have exactly the same job in St. Louis or in Brussels, but in St. Louis, you might need to only drive 10 candidates to a posting in order to generate an application. And in Brussels, you might have to drive 200 people to that posting in order to generate an application. Um, a marketing job, you might only need 20 people to look at a posting before somebody applies. An engineering job, you might need 120 people to look at a job. So until you start to accumulate a lot of data per employer, per job posting, it's kind of a guessing game. You know, so you know, like when you go to Vegas and you put quarters into the slot machine and you pull that handle, you don't know when you're going to get a payout. But once you've been standing at that machine long enough, you can start to say, I don't know if the next pull is going to lead to a payout, but I know on average, every 25th pull will lead to a payout. <laughs> and that's kind of how the paper application model works. You don't know which candidate's going to apply, but you know, on average, maybe every 25th candidate or every fifth candidate, depending on the kind of posting. But the job board that wants to be profitable in that game, they've got to understand what those averages are per post per posting. And, and that's that requires a lot of data crunching. Now, on the customer side, you mentioned that small businesses were finding this a difficult approach to mm -hmm. what made it so hard for small businesses, especially? So, you know, your typical small business is, you know, basically an owner operated business. Um, you know, she might own a pizza shop on the corner and have 12 employees, five of whom are drivers. She might hire one person a month, one person every three months. Her expertise is in making pizzas, not in recruitment advertising. She has enough trouble writing a good job description, let alone, let alone figuring out where to run that posting, how much to pay for that posting. Surprisingly few employers, even large organizations with an entire talent acquisition team, surprisingly few of them know how many candidates go to a job posting on their ATS in a given month and how many of those convert into an application. The data that a lot of those employers look at are how many applications are started and how many are completed. But what they don't see is how many clicks go to the ATS that never even turn into a started application. So when you say to them, how many clicks, how many candidates do we need to send to your ATS in order for you to generate, say, 100 applications? The answer back from the vast majority of TA people is, I have no idea. And if they don't know how many clicks they need to generate an average application, they probably also don't know how many applications they need in order to convert into an interview, an offer, a hire. They just, they don't have the data at their fingertips to understand their marketing funnel. Now they're going to get there. And some employers, probably a bunch that are listening to this will say, well, hell, I've been doing that for five years. No doubt. There is a small percentage of employers 
that have the training, that have the tools that are, have been doing this for a long time, but the vast majority haven't been. So when Indeed tried to roll out that product to the world, I think that they didn't really appreciate how difficult that was going to be for, for the vast majority of their customers. And that it was going to take those customers, not just weeks to, to really understand this, but perhaps a couple years. Mm -hmm. So where does the rest of the industry sit? You have mm. cost per application. Yeah. You're, you think Indeed's going to come back to it at, at some point. Oh, hell yeah. When when Indeed launched this in the first place, was there a, was there a, a, a movement to, to follow them or were people just watching and learning or... Yeah, that's what you think is going to grow across the business. In other words, that's a that's a great question. You know, when Indeed rolled out paper application and also what they call paper started application PPSA, which is where the candidate sees the posting on Indeed and clicks over to the ATS, but then the ATS does not share the conversion data with Indeed. So Indeed doesn't know did that click convert into an application. But when Indeed rolled all of that out in 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 the fall of 2022. I would I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of job boards that felt that they competed with Indeed were quite worried because if Indeed had made that switch successfully it would have built a really big moat around their product if employers embraced paper application Indeed would have been one of the only players and by far the biggest to offer that product. And it was going to take probably a couple of years before a lot of its competitors would be able to build something to train their salespeople, to train their customer support people, and then offer it. So Indeed could have had a couple of years head start here where they would have had little to no competition. And I think part of that is what drove the decision to begin with. If we can make this work, look at the massive competitive advantage that we're going to have. And they were right. It would have given them a massive advantage, but unfortunately the customers just weren't ready. I think indeed was ready. The customers weren't. Um, the job board world, there are definitely job boards that offer paper application. Um, I was reading on LinkedIn the other day at Zuna, the uh, CEO of at Zuna was writing about how they offer this. And they're going to continue to offer this. At Zuna, College Recruiter, a number of others, you can buy postings from many of us on a duration basis, you know, X dollars for 30 days, or on a cost per click basis, or on a cost per application basis. A lot of the, of the bigger sites have what's, what we call a hybrid business model, where we work with one customer on a cost per click, another one a cost per application, et cetera. That's actually pretty common with with larger sites that there isn't just one pricing model the smaller sites the ones that might have you know five employees maybe even a solo operator the sort of the real niche niche sites you know computer jobs in st louis.com if there is such a site those ones tend to only sell on a duration basis and if you go to the EU, if you go to Eastern Europe, if you go to Asia, Africa, et cetera, buying on a cost per click basis or cost per application basis is almost unheard of. 
So that cost per click and cost per application are largely American, some Canadian, some UK, and the rest of the world is, is still pretty far behind. So it really depends on the market that you're in. The larger you are as an employer, the more likely it is that you're buying per click or even per application. So we'll keep an eye on Indeed if uh, if and when they re-roll this out. See, <laughs> I'll ask you to come back so we can dissect that. In the meantime, thanks, Steve. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much, Mark. It's been my pleasure. My guest today has been Steve Rothberg, the founder of collegerecruiter.com. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcast.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.